Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, speaker, educator, and coach, and this is Food Freedom Body Love, a podcast I put together to help you make peace with food, body image, and weight so you can kick your all-consuming, exhausting weight control food obsession habits and start living your best, healthiest life. Hello, and welcome back to this Intentional Intuitive Eating series. Um, The first, there was an intro, and then the first three episodes are dedicated to busting myths that get in the way of intuitive eating. So things that people believe about intuitive eating that stop them from progressing to the point where they can actually play with being more intentional with their eating. Um, And I just want to clarify what that means. I I think I've talked about it in other podcasts, but just like in case you're jumping in now, I want to be clear that I understand and believe that intentionality is always a part of intuitive eating as a model. Like when, when Triboli and Reich wrote the book, I believe that gentle nutrition is their answer to intentional intuitive eating. I just think that overall where most people have had to spend the majority of their time is like ditching diet culture and breaking down old diet rules and working to, you know, accept and appreciate and respect their bodies. And so much time and effort goes into those things because they're huge and challenging and difficult that we don't often get to spend in my work anyway, as much time on this end of the process, which is like the really proactive, um, like moving forward end of the process. And so this came up many, many, many times in the work that I do. And, you know, my, my practice has gone, has shifted. My coaching business has shifted from food, freedom, body, love, where we were really, you know, tackling the beginning pieces of this work to now the juicy body blueprint, which is a lot more has a lot more forward momentum. It's a lot more about building up. You know, the beginning phases of this work is about breaking things down, breaking things apart, busting things, you know. And then what I really want to focus on now is how do we cultivate a feeling of juiciness and aliveness and energy and resilience in our bodies? How do we foster a a beautiful, peaceful, joy-filled relationship with food that can ebb and flow? where there are times where we are really working on our health and other times where we're just socializing and enjoying and how can we like redefine health and balance and, and learn to not be scared of stress, but to work with it and manage it. And that's what the juicy body blueprint is all about. And um, I'm growing it and expanding it so that we get way more nitty gritty and tangible in the results that women get from the program. It's already amazing, but we're going to be adding in more on intentional intuitive eating, more on sensuality as self-care, more on balance and stress management. Um, And it's going to be a really beautiful program specifically for women who are incredibly busy, who have like big jobs, careers, families, all the things, um, and are looking to feel amazing in their bodies. And they just like don't have time to work out hours a day and like meditate hours a day. And it's like, it just needs to be part of their daily life. So if you are here for it, stay tuned. But today I am breaking down, like I said, the second of three myths that I think really get in the way of progressing with your intuitive eating. And then the final email in this, sorry, email podcast in this series, um, which, which do come from emails, um, 
is going to be about the framework for intentional intuitive eating, what I believe needs to be in place and is necessary to reintegrate brain and body in the intuitive eating process. So here we go. I want you to think of a penny. Are you picturing it? Perfect. Now I want you to turn it over in your hands, noticing the word yes, marked clearly on one side and the word no boldly labeled on the other. I'd like you to imagine throwing that penny up in the air to see how high you can make the yes go. Yep, that's it. Really throw that baby. <laughs> I want you to notice the no goes as high as the yes. Not more, not less, exactly as the yes goes. It goes exactly as high as the yes goes each and every time. Okay, now let's do something different. I want you to hold that penny tightly in your hand. Keep the yes still, confined, locked up. And notice that the no is locked up and confined as well. This, my lovely little lemon loaf, is a visual that I use to help women work through myth number two of intuitive eating. The misconception that intuitive eating teaches you to eat everything in front of you or everything that crosses your mind at all times, no matter what. This is a common belief about intuitive eating. It means eat everything all the time, no matter what. Many a woman has gotten stuck at a point in the intuitive eating process when this feels like the truth. When she's eating everything she sees, unable to stop, feeling messy and uncomfortable and anything but intuitive. I have a no problem. She'll shout at me from her Zoom room. <laughs> I've lost my no. And then the spiral of, I can't do this. This can't be right. This isn't healthy. What a crock of shit, etc. begins. It's impossible to be intentional with your intuitive eating if you can't, if you don't feel like you can say no to anything. I think we can agree on that. What's important to remember here is the penny. Your ability to say no, to stretch and bend and soar in your decision-making is directly correlated to your ability to say yes. They are quite literally the opposite sides of the same penny. And most women have never been taught how to say a full wholehearted yes. When you don't know how to say yes to your hunger or appetite or desires when it comes to food and so much more, your yes is stifled. Under the guise of medical advice and being healthy and keeping your weight in check, you have likely been encouraged to live in a near constant state of low to mock 10 level resistance your whole life. Yes, resistance. And when your yes is cooped up in your sweaty palm, unable to breathe or see the light of day, well, guess what? That's where your no is stuck too. This you see is typically a yes problem, not a no problem. Because of this, we tend to spend the early phases of intuitive eating reclaiming yes and learning how to play with it again, to throw it up and catch it with confidence, but Holy smokes, can it feel like Space Mountain on steroids. 
when that yes is soaring through the air, it feels like it might never come back, like you might never catch it, like it's going to fly out of reach, taking your no along with it. This is not the end. It's not the goal of intuitive eating or the ideal outcome. The messy bit is just schooling you in how to discern, to use your yes and your no equally and effectively, knowing that they are connected and directly related. If you are under the assumption that intuitive eating is a free-for-all, you're missing the point of intuitive eating and the importance of a really big step in the process. Let's fix that. Stay tuned for next week when I break down myth number three, the last of the big misconceptions that get in the way of intentional intuitive eating. And then the following week, I'll share steps for those who are looking to take their intuitive eating to the next level. But again, no, intentionality relies on your ability to say yes and no. Most people think they have a no problem when in fact, what they really have is a yes problem. And when we master yes, we're able to move into our nose and from there make intentional decisions. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, see you next week.